You may be surprised to discover that menopause is not the entire reason you may be experiencing a tanking metabolism and weight gain in your 40s, 50s, and beyond. In this podcast, I'll deep dive into three surprising reasons your metabolism may be decreasing and some solutions to boost it. Welcome to the Shauna Kay Show. I'm your host, Shauna Kaminsky, health, wellness, and anti-aging specialist, and the best-selling author of the book, Lose Your Menopause Belly. I'll provide simple lifestyle hacks for you to regain your health and get your sexy back. Tune in for practical, easy, actionable steps to upgrade your health today. Welcome to today's show. Today, I want to talk about three reasons your metabolism may be tanking that are unrelated to menopause. I feel like menopause gets a bad rap a lot of times because women, you know, get into their 40s, turn 45, and they just think that it's menopause that's causing their metabolism to tank. And there's good news because today I'm going to talk about three surprising reasons why your metabolism might be tanking that are unrelated to menopause. And the good news is that because they're unrelated to menopause, we have control over them. So the first reason that we tend to have a lower metabolism is because we have a change in body composition. Typically, women will have a loss of lean muscle tone that cause, and this causes a slower metabolic rate. Now, um, muscle is metabolically active. And so when we have more muscle on our frame, that helps us to keep that metabolism fired. So even if we're the same weight, we may not have the same body composition. So this is very important to note. Um, increased sedentary living as we age tends to change our body composition. So um, increased sedentary living can be because we're exercising less. Oftentimes women are moving up the corporate ladder. They're not um, you know, quite as active. They might have children that they're not chasing. And we tend to just relax a bit more and maybe sit down a bit more. So we may be the same weight, but we're in a different package. So for example, um, we might be 150 pounds when we're 20 years old, but even if we maintain that same weight of 150 pounds at 40 years old, we may not have the same composition. So what typically happens is that even if we gained one pound of weight per year. I've mentioned this before, over the course of 20 years, we could have gained 20 pounds. Simultaneously, if we're sedentary, we could be losing, we can be losing up to 1% of our lean muscle tone, even it's called sarcopenia. And that can happen right in as early as our 20s. Typically, it happens in our 40s and 50s, but if we're sedentary, it can be happening as early as in our 20s. So it's really important to stay active. But you know, if you're listening to this now and you're kicking yourself saying, hey man, I sat down, you know, when I turned 35 and I haven't really been active, then there's something, you know, there's lots we can do to offset that sedentary living. Uh, just by eating um 
adding some lean muscle tone to our frame, that's going to increase our metabolism. Now, I know that lots of women have reservation because they think, well, I don't want to add muscle. I'm just going to get big and bulky. But you have to remember that we don't have the, the, you know, hormonal profile to put on, you know, slabs of muscle, say as men can. And even men struggle to put on muscle sometimes, especially as we age. So muscle is what puts sexy in your genes. It increases your strength and functionality. You know, the thing is, is uh, when I was younger, I was always more concerned with, with vanity. And then as I've aged and as I watch my counterparts age, I, while I am probably as vain as the next person or even more so because, you know, I work out like a fiend, not really, but I, you know, I'm very consistent with my workouts because I want to look and feel great. But more importantly, I want to be functional. I want to be strong and I want to be able to do the things I want to do and maintaining that lean muscle tone. That is what's going to keep your metabolism fired um, firing and you're going to look better in your shorts and sleeveless shirts and even in a bikini. Uh, but more importantly, you're going to stay strong and functional as we age. So the solution to a changing metabolism or a changing um, body composition is to start metabolic resistance training. Now, this is a combination of both cardio bursts and muscle toning exercises. It can be just body weight or it can be with added resistance but you don't need to, you know, go, go to a fitness store and buy all kinds of things. You don't need to join a gym to be able to do metabolic resistance training. You can be doing it in a super small space and in a very short time. Uh, that's the key to metabolic resistance training is that it's short. And, you know, I've talked about this a lot before that women over 40 are very sensitive to cortisol and that's that belly fat storing hormone. And so we want to make sure that we're keeping our workouts under 30 minutes so that we don't get an elevated cortisol response. So metabolic resistance training is short and that's a benefit because everybody is time poor. The number one reason for not working out is that we don't have time. So that's the bonus of metabolic resistance training. I do not advocate traditional cardio exercise alone because that tends to elevate um, cortisol levels, uh, which increases belly fat. Uh, Plus that long, slow cardio is the least form of fat burning um, exercise. So if you're interested in burning fat, then cardio is not your answer. I will say though, that if cardio does take you to that happy place, you know, a lot of people like to do cardio because then it, you know, it's kind of their meditative, um, you know, that's what they do to meditate. And so I, I'm not going to say don't do cardio for that reason, but I will say don't expect transformative results from that cardio. So we have to be very, uh, cognizant of the form of exercise that we're doing to offset that change in body composition. So the second reason that your metabolism may be tanking could be insulin resistance. Now, following a low-fat, high-carbohydrate diet with processed and refined foods, 
that can make your body resistant to insulin. Now, insulin is a hormone, and a lot of people just, when they think of menopause, they just think of progesterone and estrogen. But sometimes it's it's hormones like insulin that can be out of whack, and that might be you know messing you up and causing that abdominal weight gain. Uh, because that's the biggest complaint that I'm getting from, you know, surveys of women and women that I've worked with is that, you know, the, they tend to be gaining weight around the width, the middle. So people ask why low estrogen levels can be associated with the gain of visceral fat. Now, visceral fat is the fat located around the organs inside the ab, um, abdomen, abdominum, abdomen, um, and deeper in the body than subcutaneous fat. So there can be a hormonal element to that weight gain around the middle, but it's we can't just blame menopause entirely for this thicker waist. There's so much we can do to offset this. And insulin resistance may be the reason why you're gaining that abdominal um, and visceral fat. So um, let me tell you the symptoms of in- insulin resistance. And the thing is, is a lot of them can get confused with menopausal symptoms. So brain fog, uh, high blood sugar, intestinal bloating, sleepiness, weight gain, dis- dif- difficulty losing weight, that visceral fat storage, increased blood triglycerides and blood pressure, depression, and increased hunger. These are all symptoms of insulin resistance. And as you can see, they may be masking themselves as menopause. And a lot of people think, well, it's just menopause. I can't do anything about it. But the great news is that you can easily control these um, insulin you know, you can get on top of your insulin resistance and the primary treatment for insulin resistance is actually exercise and improved nutrition. So what kind of exercise is best? Well, let's go back to the kind of exercise that's going to change your body composition. And that's that metabolic resistance training. I always come back to that just because it is the most effective. It is the least uh, time consuming and uh, there's so much variety that you can, uh, you know, do with exercise or with metabolic resistance training. You're really going to get the most bang for your buck with that. Now, this is if you're in love with cross country skiing or maybe you play tennis, then of course you're going to include those types of exercise as well. But if you're looking just for a specific exercise protocol that's going to transform your body, I can't over um, emphasize the need for metabolic resistance training because you can do th- uh, three 15 minute bouts in a week to, to get results. So um, that's how exercise can address insulin resistance. Now, as far as nutrition, following a healthy diet that includes lean proteins and healthy fats and complex carbohydrates is imperative to control that insulin resistance, reducing processed and sugary foods and liquid calories. A lot of times people don't uh, take into account, you know, the, the cream and sugar that they put in their coffee, maybe that extra glass of wine, you know, the liquid calories, uh, which do nothing uh, to increase the nutritional density of your foods, 
but just add to that caloric load. Um, I've had clients that have just cut out the liquid calories and have lost an astounding amount of weight considering that they didn't go hungry at all because typically those liquid calories are not satiating at all. So for more nutritional tips to lose your menopause belly, I'll have, um, you know, I'll do entire podcasts on nutrition, but just for insulin resistance, just a couple tips of reducing processed foods and sugary fruit, um, foods and liquid calories, that's going to make a huge difference for you. Now, going on to the third reason and surprising reason that you may have a tanking metabolism, it might be something called hypothyroidism. Now, this is actually the number one reason for hormone imbalance in women over 40. It's not actually menopause, it's hypothyroidism. Now, again, hypothyroidism can be confused with the symptoms of menopause. And studies vary, but some say that as many as 24% of women suffer from hypothyroidism after the age of 40. So your, your thyroid can just be out of whack. And these are some of the symptoms. And again, they're going to look and sound very similar to menopause. Fatigue, a puffy face, joint and muscle pain, constipation, dry skin, thinning, uh, dry thinning hair, depression, weight gain and inability to gain weight. And if you've noticed that your eyebrows are thinning, these are uh, some of the symptoms of hypothyroidism. And like I said, confused with menopause. So some of the solutions, there's the there's actionable steps to reduce the severity of these symptoms and to get your thyroid functioning. Uh, that will also boost your metabolism and it'll lessen, you know, those, those nasty symptoms. So the first thing you need to do is you need to go to a visit for a physical. So you need to ask your doctor to check for, um, blood levels of T3 and T4 hor hormones, TSH and thyroid gland antibodies. So you want to talk to your doctor about your hormone levels and hypothyroidism. So you can either rule it out or be treated for it, but you need to be aware that, you may fall into the cat, like the normal range for what these thyroid hormones can be, and you still might not feel fantastic. So you need to be an advocate for your own health and continue to pursue, you know, a health practitioner that will listen and work with you because you might be within the realm of normal, but not feel normal. There's, there's, it's a very uh, difficult thing to pinpoint. And, um, uh, in the show notes, I'm going to have a link to a very cost-effective lab service that, that will test the correct thyroid levels for you and provide uh, feedback for you. So you're going to go to the show notes to, to get that link. Um, other ways to support your hormone uh, or your thyroid is to reduce stress. Uh, oh, and when you can, you know, support your thyroid, that's going to help you to reduce those um hypothyroidism symptoms, uh, even if you are within that range of normal. So reducing stress, simple things like reducing BPA exposure. In one study, women were considered, um, that were considered obese had 47% higher BPA levels than women that have normal weight. Uh, if you avoid chlorine and fluoride, um, by using a water filter, that's going to help. Some studies suggest that UV filters, 
interfere with thyroid function. So you want to check your cosmetics for UV filters and buy cosmetics with natural ingredients as much as possible. Coconut oil supports your thyroid. And here's a couple other things that support your thyroid. Increasing magnesium. And that would be, you can easily do that by eating Brazil nuts and cashews and almonds and hazelnuts. And selenium is another um, mineral that supports your thyroid, and that's in Brazil nuts. Zinc supports your thyroid, so oysters have zinc. So if you have a few oysters every now and again, once or twice a week, or yeah, maybe even once a week. Um, And eating whole foods with minimal processing, short ingredients lists, locally grown, organic when possible, just increasing nutritional density of your food, that's going to support your thyroid. So by these three things, avoiding the hypothyroidism triggers that I just talked about, by addressing insulin resistance, and by adding the right type of exercise to address body composition, these are ways to boost what could be your tanking metabolism that you think is caused by menopause, but is actually not actually caused by menopause. So those three surprising triggers are hypothyroidism, insulin resistance, and a higher body fat composition than you had in your younger years. So I want you to consider the one change channel challenge, and that's to make one healthy change this week to improve your health. Go to the um, podcast, the first podcast in this series where I talk about the one change challenge and uh, make sure to pop over to Facebook onto the Healthy Secrets for Women 40 Plus page where you're going to find lots of workouts, tips, support, and motivation there. And if you need more direction, you can reach out to me directly from that page for more coaching or tips and make sure to subscribe to the Shauna K Show on iTunes and leave a review. Thanks for listening today and we're going to see you next time. That's it for today. This has been the Shauna Kay Show. Head to podcast.shaunakay.com for show notes and more. See you next time.